coming at you from the Hey Yo Studios. It's the Fade Route with D and Z. Here are your hosts, D and Z. Coming at you live from Ayo Studio. Hey yo. It's the Fade Route with D and Z I M D. We've got a great show for you tonight. The Vegas Golden Knights win the Stanley Cup. Man City wins the Champions League. And Z and I are gonna order up the top five shortstops in Major League Baseball. But we start off today with the NBA Finals. We both had this one as the Denver Nuggets earned the Larry O'Brien trophy in team in their first in team's history after beating the Miami Heat 94-89, cooling those Heat in five games. When it was all said and done, the Joker took home the finals MVP after dominating the series. Jamal Murray is on record saying this is the first of many titles for the Nuggets. Are you with Murray on this one, Z? Well, first off, congrats to the Denver Nuggets. And they they took it to the Miami Heat, and they ran through the Miami Heat. You know, we questioned the depth of Miami. We questioned the star power of Miami and whether or not they'd be able to hang with Denver. And emphatically, the answer was no. Emphatically, the answer was no. Uh, as far as Jamal Murray goes, right, is this a budding dynasty? The potential is there, right? You have, realistically, you can go five deep in your rotation. Your starting five is very good between Jokic, Murray, KCP, Porter Jr. when he's on. Aaron Gordon didn't even have a good game. But he is a perennial problem just due to his size and strength. But the movie forward, they're going to be one of many, right? The West is loading up. You have Phoenix, right? Golden State is a question mark. We don't know what they're going to do. Are they going to make another run at it? Are they going to try and fortify on the fly? Are they going to tear it all down? We don't know. Portland. What is Portland? Is Damian Lillard going to be there? And if Damian Lillard is going to be there, are they going to invest in pieces around him? Sacramento. Is Sacramento an aberration, a one-year wonder? Or are they here to stay? The Lakers. What are they going to do? Because the window is closing on LeBron James. Right? Anthony Davis is who Anthony Davis is. And, and you have some okay pieces around James and Davis, but like they, they need some other guys. They need an injection. Dallas? No. Just no. I mean, one guy sunk that team. That's all you need to know about Dallas. But then you look at the <laughs> East. Right? Like, it's very feasible that Denver can bubble back up and make it out of that West. The only real threat there is Phoenix. But then again, 
That's another team that's in flux, right? DeAndre Ayton, is he going to be there? Chris Paul, is he going to be there? Are you going to have more than just Booker and Durant? And then if you do, like, what's on the bench? Because their depth was paper thin. Move over to the East. What's Giannis going to do, right? What's what's going to happen with Milwaukee? Are they going to get James Harden to commit to Philly, or is he gone? Like, what is the situation going to be like in Philly? How are the Knicks going to get better? How are the Cavs going to get better? Right? I'm not sold on a dynasty, but they will be perennial contenders for the foreseeable future. Now, I do think that, you know, Bruce Brown is a good bench player, solid bench player for them. Christian Brown, where'd he come from? Right? That was a that was a revelation. By the way, he won a high he won three high school championships. He just won the NCAA championship and now he's got an NBA championship. Not bad, right? Not not bad for Christian Brown. You know, that's still only seven guys. If you are going to extend the life of this thing to where it is a dynasty, you're gonna need to lengthen this team a little bit, right? If you look, if you remember like the San Antonio, you had key bench players, right? You had your Bruce your Bruce Bowens, you had your Robert Ories, you had Sean Elliott, you had guys that were able to rotate in off the bench, and you need at least eight guys. You need like probably like one more really solid player to keep this going, just so you don't have a situation where these guys are just playing so many games and they're spread so thin. But talent-wise, they can compete with anybody. But in this topsy-turvy nature of the NBA, one of many, they could very easily be one of many. Yeah, well, first off, I want to say um, big win for me. I correctly picked the order of the wins in the series. So that was plus 1,900. Thanks, FanDuel. Uh, Jamal Murray was plus 18,000 to be be the series leader in assists. Congrats to whoever cashed in on that one. Um, Yeah, so my answer to the question is maybe... um, you know, game five was close because they got into foul trouble. Um, that is, the Nuggets got into foul trouble. And the Suns beat them twice. Like, I think there's a way to beat this team. I'm, I'm not sold on Mike Malone as being a great coach. I think there's going to need to be some adjustments if they're going to run this back. And like I said, Phoenix clipped them twice and you know, they weren't really... They weren't really playing together for a long time. You talk about the East factor. You know, is he at the end of the day? This is a one plane and eight. Uh, I don't really know. You know, they didn't play like a 76ers team. They didn't play a Celtics team. They didn't, they didn't play a, a, a healthy Giannis team. So my answer is I don't know. It's definitely possible. I um, think they have to uh, get better shooters. Um, they missed a lot of threes. Um, you know, the thing that they had going for them is they were just bigger. 
they were just bigger than the Heat. Like, all their guys were bigger than the Heat. The Heat didn't have an answer for Jokic. They didn't have an answer for Gordon. Um, and they were getting all the offensive rebounds. And let's just face it, the Heat had a lot of guys that didn't even get drafted. <laughs> guys that were just free agents that signed there, and they played well. Uh, you know, I'm taking this away from the Nuggets. Congrats to them. But it's hard. It's so hard to win multiple championships. You know, we take things for granted. We've, you know, we've lived in a lifetime with Bird, Magic, LeBron, Jordan. You know, you take these things for granted. They have two, let's say they have two really good players. Bordel, you know, right? They have two really good players. Good players. Today, very good to, players. Today's NBA, you kind of need three, right? I mean, you need three. So they only got two. Um, so yeah, I, I, my short answer is maybe. I'm not saying it's not possible. I'm not saying like hell no. I'm saying it's maybe. Yeah, I mean, who is realistically who is the best and most likely challenger for this team in the West? You know, it. I mean, right now it's hard to say Phoenix. There's only two guys on that team. Well, Z, let's be real. I mean, there's going to be a very geographical change that goes on within the next couple of months. I believe the NBA draft is tomorrow or maybe it's next week. Next week. Next, next week. It's a week. It's week from tomorrow, right? Yes. So there's going to, I mean, there's going to be a lot of players that are changing teams. Yeah, I would think that Lillard's going to go somewhere. We don't know where James Harden's going to go. You know, Chet Holmgren's supposed to be coming back. This guy, Wembum Yama, is going to be playing. Um, you think Baccaro is gonna is gonna take a step in the right direction? What's gonna happen with Zion? Is he gonna play? Is he gonna get traded? There's a lot of we don't. There's a lot of things we don't know. Um, so, so to say to say who their challenger is gonna be? I mean, geez. Um, you know, I'd like to think that if the Celtics get Damian Lillard, that's a that's a big difference. Um, I would think that the 76ers, if they were to get Dame Lillard, that's a difference. I got to think the Hawks are going to be better. I got to wonder if Kyrie's going to go to LA and play with LeBron. Is LeBron going to go to to, De- to Dallas? Is Anthony Davis going to go somewhere? It's just a lot of things are that are in flux. So I think they will have challengers. Um, they're not. I, I would be very surprised if they opened as the odds favorite next year. Right? I don't think that's. I don't think that's on the table. So when you talk about odds, you know it's 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 up. We're we're in a we're in a like you said we're in a flux now. We're in a time where we don't know. Like I think five years ago, you knew LeBron was going to get to the NBA Finals. You just didn't know if he was going to win it, right? Right. I think ten. Uh, what no uh, twenty? Yeah, like twenty years ago. It's like twenty years ago we knew Michael Jordan was going to go to the NBA Finals, and most of us thought he was going to win it. <laughs> You know, so we're we're not in those times. Well, we, let's say if we were, uh, yeah, we were 23 years ago. I'm sorry, yeah, so 30 years ago for Mike. But if it was 23 years ago, we would think it was going to be the Lakers, right? They got Shaq, they got Kobe, right? I mean, so I don't know. I don't know. Well, I mean, there, it's hard to say with some of these teams because a team like the Hawks, for example. Right, you think that they're going to be better, but then you also hear in the same breath 
they're, they're shopping DeJounte Murray. Like, that's already... Already, like that, huh? Th- that experiment seems to have already... That's wild. He's that really ship good. Has sailed. He's good. But, well, I mean, if you're, if you're tied to Trey Young, as the Hawks are, you're not necessarily... I mean, you're looking for a Robin. And DeJounte Murray might not be the, the Robin for his Batman. So there you um, go, Boston. Give him a call. Huh? Dallas, give him a call. Knicks, give I him would, a call. I would do that before I would do... You know, uh, Bradley Beal. Lakers, give him a call. Bradley Beal's also available. So the, the, the Wizards yeah, are not, trying to make that really work. Sold. I'm not really sold on that guy. I think his best years are behind him. For all the grill masters, green thumbers, home repair heroes, and DIY aficionados in the Richmond, Virginia area, if you're looking for a personal service quality products and a convenient shopping experience, look no further than Thacker Ace Hardware in Colonial Heights, Virginia. Owner Don Rackley and his team of local experts have everything you need to tackle all of your home projects. I'm talking paints by Benjamin Moore and Clark in Kensington, power tools by Craftsman and Milwaukee, electrical, plumbing, hardware, and let's not miss the grill. Weber, Big Green Egg, Traeger, Blackstone, top shelf amazing. And for all you green thumbers, their nursery department is fantastic. Give them a call today, 804-766-4223, or stop by 27 Dunlop Village in Colonial Heights. That's 804-766-4223, or swing by 27 Dunlop Village in Colonial Heights. Thacker Ace is the place with the helpful hardware folks. From one championship to another, as the Vegas Golden Knights knocked off the Florida Panthers to take home their first Stanley Cup, this caps the rise of a franchise that's only six years old. Will we ever see another run like this again? Well, let's think about it. At the beginning of the run, right, the NHL strategically altered the way that they did the draft, right? They altered how they did the expansion draft so that Vegas can come out swinging. Now, did anybody ever expect Stanley Cup final in their first season? No. Like that, they definitely outkicked their coverage there with former Ranger coach Gerard Gallant. (laughs) But and they got to two. This was their second and this is their second fucking Stanley Cup. Yeah, and so, the people in Toronto are fucking pissed. Two and six, <laughs> two and six years, and Toronto can't get out of the second round. How about the Buffalo Sabres that haven't even made the playoffs in twelve years? Traded their best player to the Vegas Golden Knights because he refused to go back to the team. So what does that tell you about the Buffalo Sabres? But you know. It was fuck set off. up. Yeah. Like, it was the perfect storm. Like, fuck you. I want to go to Vegas. Make that happen. But it was the perfect storm at the perfect time. Con- you know, just to juxtapose this with the Seattle Kraken, who are not building with the superstars, right? They seem to be developing, you know, more of a team in the truest sense of the word, right? When you had the Vegas Golden Knights star, 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 star. Remember, they had Max Pacioretty at one point. Max Pacioretty is no longer with the team. But you had plenty of guys who have come through 
that door and have left just as quickly. And that's also including coaches. Like, they're on Bruce Cassidy now, but they're on their third head coach already in six years. Wild. Yeah, it's absolutely, it was absolutely set up for this kind of dominance. And, you know, kudos to the Golden Knights for taking advantage of the situation and taking advantage of the rules put in front of them because they were, yes, Mm -hmm. they were given, they were given a lot of great talent. And they were able to draft accordingly. They made smart trades. Now, they, they kind of, you know, skirted around the cap. They're kind of in Tampa Bay Lightning territory in terms of cap circumvention. But, you know, you still had to go out there and win it on the ice. And boy, did they. Yeah. Mark Stone, the first hat trick since 1922. <laughs> you know, that's impressive that's an impressive playoff country it's a great statistic you're looking at you know Amadio Barbashev like they had how the game was over in the second quarter no it was done second period second period the game people were taking pictures people were all jumping around I mean shit was over I mean it was it was over when they announced that Matthew Kachuk couldn't play because he had a broken star this guy that guy was the emotional leader of the team this guy had to have someone drive him to the stadium, had to have two people help him get dressed, and this motherfucker played. Like, he played a couple of shifts. And he didn't play last night, but he played with a broken term. Let me ask you a question, Z. Is there an injury that someone doesn't play with in hockey? Because we've seen people play with broken foots. We've seen people play with high ankle sprains. We've seen people play with cuts above their eye. So I'm guessing, what, a concussion is the only thing that keeps somebody off the ice, and that's only if you kind of report it. <laughs> it's a concussion now, right? Concussions now. Most guys would play through it back in the day. But, you know, you got to figure, well, even cracked ribs you're going to play. You're just going <laughs> to put, put a flak jacket on. But you know, And the kills play. me is that the reason they're playing is because I don't want to let my teammate down. Is that unbelievable? It is. We, you know, you it, got players in basketball that just decide to take the night off. You got John Carlos standing that can't stay on a baseball field. And you got this guy, can't even drive to the stadium, can't get dressed on his own. And he's like, I don't want to let my teammates down. Wow. Hockey players are a different animal, man. You know wow. this. He is, they're smile. absolutely different animals. But you know what? That, that game was over. <laughs> that series was over. Florida, we were concerned about the matching firepower with the Again, Z, it's a one and an eight. It's a one and an eight. It's all you're only gonna get so far as an eight seed. And and I mean that in regards to competing. Not how far you're gonna get in terms of games. It's the competition level. At some point. Your guile, your your tenacity, your grit, your your work ethic, everything that you got going for you can only take you so far. At some point, you're gonna need the star. At some point, you're gonna need the talent. And as an eight seed, you don't you didn't have it. You didn't have it all year, and you're not gonna have it right now. And especially you're going up against. Gosh, you just named all those guys. These guys. 
are, are ready to win a, a title and you are standing in their way. I call like, bullshit on that. I call bullshit on that. Here's why I call bullshit on that. If it was just based on talent, then Austin Matthews would have two. Connor McDavid would have three. No, no, that's it's not, not just. It's not, not all about talent. I'm not saying it's all about talent. What I'm trying to say is, when you're an eight seed or seven seed or, or, or a very high seed, your the way you play can only take you so far, and at some point. You need the star or you need the elite player or the elite play to get you over the hump. Look at Florida. Look at how many close games they won. Look at how many games they won in overtime. Look at how many times they won by one goal. You can only do that for so long, Z. At some point, you've got to put it to the other team. you got to hang nine on somebody. you got to hang five on. you got to get somebody else to stop you from scoring nine. You got to get somebody else to stop you from scoring five. And when you're an eight seed, you do not have that at the end of the road. It's been, it's been well, since the end of April they've been playing this in the playoffs. You're, you've been playing outstanding hockey for 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 over a month. At some point, it catches up to you, especially when you're facing a one seed on the other side. Now you're facing a five seed on the other side, a six seed on the other side. Oh yeah, yeah, you got a shot. If you're, t- if you're facing one of those top three or top four teams that are hungry and that have, like you said, a Matthews or or have, um, you know, a Marshan at the end of the road, come on, it's not going to happen. How many times has it happened? I don't even know. How many times has an eight seed knocked off a one seed in a championship? None that I can recall. No, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying it can't be done. I'm saying, at some point, you have to kick it into a different gear, and, and just it doesn't. It's, in hockey, it's tough. I mean, actually, in hockey, I could say there's a chance because you can get the hot goalie. Because if I'm right, the goalie that started this the playoffs for the Knights was not the guy who finished. No. This. Right. Yeah, so, no. Yeah. Aiden Hill replaced. The starting goaltender that in sucks. the yeah, so like about halfway through the playoffs, so yeah. like Aiden Hill opened up a lot of but opened up a lot of eyes, and he made himself a lot of money. Like yeah, I mean, for sure. see, I mean, this was the most goals in a Stanley Cup final since the 1991 Pittsburgh Penguins. And I actually think I'd have to look it up. I think this was the most goals in a five-game series. I mean, they they crushed them, man. <laughs> it wasn't. You look at how many goals were scored. It wasn't. It wasn't close. Let's put it this way: if this was a football game, the score would have been sixty-three to twenty-one. <laughs> like that's. Like, come on, it's. You know. And nothing taken away from Florida. Good for them. I mean, they got there. You got to, you know, last year should have been their year. But last, you know, Dan, last year wasn't the, the thing with they were missing last year was what Kachuk brought to the table. Now you have yeah. a compromised, yeah. a, a compromised Matthew Kachuk. And that takes everything away from you. Agreed. You know, agreed. I do think it, I think they would have got one more game. If he was healthy, I do. I don't think they would have gotten two more games. They got one more game. 
well, it, it bottom line is like they were outclassed, and it boils down to the goalie. Like, the goalie. You cannot, you cannot let in eight. <laughs> and the fact that Paul Maurice did not take Bobrovsky out. Yeah. That is wild to me. Yeah. Like, you, you you have an opportunity here. Like, yeah, I get that. You, you, you know, call timeout. Take the goalie out. <laughs> Do something. Do uh, something. Because he did take him out in, what, game two, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But... Maybe he knew the right. Maybe he felt the writing was on the wall. Maybe he also felt like you know I lost my best player. Like <laughs> I don't, I can't stop you guys. Like maybe that's what he felt like, you know. And he's like, well, we're we're gonna go down with our best guy. He's our best guy. We're I'm gonna let him ride this out. Who knows if he'll ever get back to one? Maybe that's the way he felt. Um, they went down. <laughs> they they, cer- they certainly went down. Avoid messy accidents. Get better stopping power with your brake pads. Callahan brake pads. You never know when you'll be driving in the road and there will be a truck tire that you need to avoid and save your family. Callahan Auto. We really care about what's under your hood. But you know who didn't go down as yet another championship was crowned this past weekend? Manchester City. They didn't go down. They took home the UEFA Champions League, beating Inter Milan 1-0 in Istanbul. Rodri fired home the lone goal of the match in the 68th minute, while Edison made several key stops to preserve the victory. Now, City detractors point to the seemingly endless supply of oil money funding the club. City detractors make that read Manchester United fans. So, this oil money Right, this reason, this excuse, allows City to have the best of everything. Right, they have Balloon Door winner potentially Balloon Door winner Erling Holland, Jack Grealish, Kevin De Bruyne. The list goes on and on. Is this a fair or foul statement? Yeah, I think it's fair. Oh, by the way, the the goal by was it Rodri? Rodri. Rodri. Damn. Roger. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a goal. What a, and I'm an Inter fan. Mm-hmm. Man, what a goal. Um, yeah, I think it's fair. It, it is what it is. They've got the money. They've got the power. They have the best equipment. They get the best players. I can't argue that. I think it's I think it's I think it's a fair statement. I think it's fair. But it was a good game. I mean, they they contended, they challenged them. It would, like you said, their goalie their goalie made unbelievable stops in this game. Unbelievable! It could have easily been two one inner, and he I don't know how he got to some of those balls. And you know, I you tip your hat to them. You tip your hat to them. I don't think it, I don't think it's a I don't think it's a reason. I don't think you could use that as a reason why you didn't win. Or cry, you don't cry about it. You just stating the facts. I mean, I think you remember me growing up. I I was anti-Yankee because they were spending all the money and nobody else was spending that money. Mm-hmm. And I was like, it's just not fair. It's not fair. 
And I used to say it all the time. And it's just stats. It's just look at their payroll. And then halfway through the season, they go and they pluck players from teams with aspiring contracts. They go, they go get guys that people can't afford to pay anymore, don't want to pay anymore. I'm like, come on, man. It's like you guys just went and got Cecil Fielder. You guys just went and got Jose Canseco. You guys just bought Alex Rodriguez. You guys just bought Roger Clemens. Like you used to get frustrated with it. But, but then what happens? You run into a 2001 Diamondbacks team. That was awesome. You run into a 2003 Florida Marlins team. Even better. So sometimes, you know, that's what makes those things so much sweeter when it happens. When you wind up losing to teams that don't have your payroll, teams that didn't get the best players, and teams outsmart you on the field, you know? Personally, I think it's a foul statement. I think it's sour oh, grapes. Okay. I think it's sour grapes by teams that don't scout well. Okay. Right. Look at Chelsea. Chelsea has spent close to eight hundred million on their team, and they finished in eleven. Yikes! Right, tenth or eleventh in the Premier League. Sounds like the Mets. It's fucking awful. Right. <laughs> so you know, Tottenham. Look, look at Tottenham. They're about to. Oh, 12th. Excuse me. Chelsea finished in 12th. So I sh- Thanks, I, stat boy. I, I was a little too generous. Like, Tottenham completely fell apart. Right? Brought in Richarlson. You had Son. You have all this amassed talent. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, you have to... It, it's scouting and building a team that will mesh. Now, say what you will about City, say what you will about their owner, but they're not just buying players for the sake of buying players. They're actually putting together complementary players, right? The missing piece was Holland. Essentially, they brought back the same team, except they added Erling Holland. And Erling Holland just goes and destroys the Premier League. Like, he made the Premier League his bitch. It's hmm. amazing. So... To have 50, over 50 goals in a, in a full year, like, that's impressive. Uh, so, absolutely. You know, but they're playing within the rules. There's no salary cap. Right. You know, their scouting department is putting together this team, right? You have Gundogan, Grealish, De Bruyne, Silva, Rodri, Stones, Ruben Diaz. I didn't even mention Julian Alvarez. Who won a little thing we like to call the World Cup for Argentina? Right? He's coming off the bench. Right? They're they're ridiculously stacked. Now they are about to lose some some guys. Like Riyad Mahrez, he's most likely gone. Like Gundawan, he's got an offer on the table. We'll see what happens there. Bernardo Silva might be gone. That team is in flux, but I trust that City is going to. They they've been doing their homework. They've been scouting, and they're going to put. The, they're going to keep going with this, and it just feels like sour grapes. Now you're 100 right. That Rodri goal was amazing. Amazing. Like, it, it's like the. It, it was like a spotlight, and then like the perfect, like the seas parted, and it was just like, like my 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 eyes lit up, and I was just watching. Like <laughs> I got, you know how, you you know, we've all had that moment where we're at the plate. 
and the ball looks ball, like yeah. right. It's like the size of a beach ball. Yeah. And that that must have been that. That's what that moment was for Rodri. Like that ball must have looked so huge, and like, he buried. He absolutely buried it. And kudos to Inter. Like they they played a hard game. They were they did. They had more shots. They had more shots on target. Um, they just, you know, just ran out of time. They, they went they went in with a game plan to neutralize Erling Holland. Mission accomplished. Like, they did. Like, Erling Holland was a non-factor in this game. He was completely a non-factor. But it took that unsung hero because Rodri's a midfielder. He doesn't score. Like, that's not really his job. No. But he, he capitalized on the moment. And, you know, they'll be back next year. Well, we'll see how long Pep Guardiola is going to be there because he said he wants to leave in 2025. He's done this before. He's definitely done this before. But if you leave, he's going to leave enough there. The cupboard won't be bare. They'll be good after he goes. I definitely think he'll be, they'll be fine. want to get on the action we want to hear from you hit us up fade route mail at gmail.com slide in our dms on ig at fade route podcast drop us a dm on twitter at fade route dnz comment on our youtube channel the fade route with dnz questions comments picks segment suggestions you name it we want to hear from you get at us in crowd Speaking of a team that's just now starting to be fine, don't look now. I'm not looking. The, the Oakland A's are surging. They the who? The Oakland A's. Not Is there the still a team in Oakland? Not the Las Vegas A's. Hmm. Although Las Vegas did approve the stadium. So that is probably coming. But it's always coming. The Oakland A's have won seven in a row. Seven in a row. That's called a winning streak, by the way. It has happened before. (laughs) They're now taking on MLB's best, the Tampa Bay Rays, at home in the Coliseum. Now, A's fans have showed up and have showed out. They're staging a reverse boycott of John Fisher. Last night, 27,000, almost 28,000 fans showed up to the Coliseum boycotting John Fisher and his attempt to relocate the team in Las Vegas. So, does supporting the team by coming to the ballpark prove their point? Not at this point. <laughs> this is five years too late. I And don't get me wrong, Z, 29,000 fans, it sounds like a Tuesday in the Bronx. So, no, I, I'm not... He doesn't care. He cares. And he's like, oh, man, a lot of people showed up. You know what? Let's stay in this stadium that's falling apart that the city refuses to fund and a climate that's built around basketball instead of baseball. No, 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 no. Especially you see what the Golden Knights just did. You see how badly the NFL wants to get a team into Vegas. No, no, it doesn't do anything. It's a wasted time. Um, it's just, it's time. It's just time. 
And I don't feel I don't feel bad for the city of Oakland. I don't feel bad. They got a dynasty literally across the street. They've enjoyed championships. They've enjoyed wins. And let's be real that that community needs more help than a, a baseball team and a baseball stadium. You know, people are living on the streets over there. They're having a real homeless problem. Like baseball is the last thing that should be on the mind of the people that live in that county. It's a weird idea, right? We're gonna show. <laughs> we're gonna show you. We'll show you. We'll show you. Like, I hope nobody bought food. Yeah, right? I was just so, about to say the same thing. I hope you, you didn't pay for parking. <laughs> you paid for parking. Like, did, you bought tickets. Like, you handed out merch. The only thing that they did themselves was they had merch made. So, they had uh, green t-shirts in that Oakland A's green with yellow across the across the chest that said sell. Hmm. Right? So, I'm, I'm just making sure I understand this. Maybe I'm maybe I'm off base here. I'm going to protest this guy by putting money in his pocket. <laughs> Essentially that's what they did. Brilliant. They bought they bought the tickets, they paid the parking. I'm sure you, they bought hot dogs and beer. They had to have because they pelted the field with garbage after the after the game. So, like I don't understand. Like if you're going to do that, like, there has to be a better way. There has to be a smarter way to go about proving your point. Now, clearly, clearly having nobody go wasn't the answer. Having everybody going isn't the answer. Mm-hmm. It's an untenable situation. It's an absolutely untenable situation. And the owner of the team is going to do what he likes. He's not going to dip into his pocket and build a new stadium. And Major League Baseball is not helping them with that. And the city of Oakland is not helping him with that. Yeah, I would say that the way to get, if you wanted them to stay, you go petition your local congressman or you go petition the local government to say you want to help fund a stadium. You want to pay, you want to pay for a new stadium. That's how you get them to stay, not 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 going to the game and, and doing. I don't know what you're doing. I'm sure their owner was like, "Oh, this is great." <laughs> so if you guys did this every day, if you did this every home game for the next five I, years or the last I, I, five years, I wouldn't be considering it. Now, they they did gut the team. They did. You know, Matt Olson is gone. Matt Chapman is gone. Murphy is gone. It's. It's well documented how this owner has gone out of his way to, you know, strip away the payroll. Yeah, he's lining it up. He's, yeah, he's right. lining it up. He's maximizing his profit. I mean, they, the, the Braves do this every year. Whatever. It works. Well, it's going to pay off big time for him. It'll, it will eventually. I mean, it pays off for him now, right? Because he's also getting a chunk of the revenue share. So, Cha-ching. right now, when he gets to Vegas, he cannot put this team out on the field, and he won't. I don't think he will. No, he'll have so it, much money coming in, and they're gonna have a lot of fans. People go to the much, games in Vegas, yeah. It's much 
it, it, it's it's very similar to the Miami Marlins. When they moved into the new ballpark, they brought in Burley, they brought in Jose Reyes, they brought in Ozzie Guillen, and they nothing really changed. Nothing really changed. Now, the one thing about Vegas is that, you know, as much as it's a very touristy town. So you are going to have to, like, you're going to have to Golden Knights this. You're going to have to, you're going to have to figure out a way to kind of goose this up. And you're going to have to, you know, make it happen. He's going to have to dip into his pockets because he's going to have, but he's going to get money. He's going to have a whole influx of money from selling sweets to advertisements to the, I believe the stadium is going to be like on the strip. It's going to be like right in front of the MGM grand. I'm pretty sure. It's the old Tropicana. Yeah. He's going to be fine. (laughs) Just fine. Money wise. He's going to be fine. The problem is, is that they need to come out swinging because if they don't come out swinging, People are going to lose interest, and they're going to move on to the next thing. The, that's where the NHL got it right. Gee, I wonder. You think he could get a guy like Otani? Well, not for the two more years that he's going to be in Oakland. Mm. Like they still, there's a period, you know, in between now and when that ballpark is going to be ready. Yeah. So that's the that's the other thing. Like. This is gonna get worse before it gets better. So he's got to tee it up a little bit better. Yeah, he's de- they definitely like, you know, Fujinami is probably gonna get moved. Loriano's gonna get moved. Like, they better they got to hit on prospects. They got to hit on yeah. some guys. They really need to make something happen here. And they're usually good at farm farming guys. Well, I mean, when Billy Bean was running the show, now Billy Bean is a higher up. He's not making the moves. So. It's it's definitely something. I think the philosophy that, is still the same, though. The philosophy is the same. Like you're look. The problem is the Rays do it so much better than the A's ever did. <laughs> the problem is they the problem, still lose. Right. There's they're still there's the. They'll win the World Series in 2031 and say, you see, sabermetrics, it works. <laughs> it, only, it only took 30. <laughs> and a move to Las Vegas. You can't help but smile when you see a balloon. The simplest occasion is a party. Westchester Pop Stars, located in New Rochelle, New York, offers balloon styling and decor for all life's events birthdays, anniversaries, weddings, showers, school and corporate events, store openings, or just because. Westchester Pop Stars takes balloons and shapes them into works of art, creating decorative installations for your special occasions. No event is too big or too small, and their custom personalization service is top notch. Westchester Pop Stars is a private studio, quickly expanding. In person consultation is by appointment only. Send an email to westchesterpopstars at gmail.com for more information or to schedule an appointment. No need to hire an event stylist. All you need is balloons. Currently servicing Westchester, Putnam, New York City, and Connecticut. To find Westchester pop stars, search for them on Instagram, Facebook, or Google. Speaking of moves, in NFL news, mandatory minicamps are starting to open up around the league. And 
one player that will be notably missing from Giants minicamp is running back Saquon Barkley. The Giants and their star running back have until July 17th to work out a deal as Saquon has yet to sign the franchise tag the Giants placed on. The idea of Saquon floating, of sitting out the season, right, that was floated about. Will a deal get done or will Saquon sit out the season? Uh, hmm. uh, I, I don't think he's going to sit out. I don't think he's going to sit out. I think he's going to have to sign that that franchise tag. But he's got to take... He has to take the temperature of the the room. Because, Z, let me tell you something. It's June 14th. Mm -hmm. And uh, Dalvin Cook, Ezekiel Elliott, Kareem Hunt, Leonard Fournette, Miles Gaskin, Darrell Williams, Kenyon Drake, and Melvin Gordon are all free agents. And everyone except for Gordon's in their 20s. What leg does he have to stand on? Can I interest you in a Dalvin Cook? Could I interest you in a Kareem Hunt? Could I interest you in a Zeke Elliott? All of which, I'm sorry, they've done more the last five years than this guy, in my opinion. So, I don't, I mean, I don't know what, I don't know, I've seen him talk about it. He seems very chesty about how he can't play under this franchise tag. The window for running backs is very small. There's always another running back. Are you really trying to pull this card, bro? Like, really? After the way you played the last two years? I, I don't think I don't think he has a leg to stand on. What do you think? At this point, none of them have a leg to stand on because the value of a running back position is yeah. not valued the way that they think he is, the way they think it is. Look at Kareem Hunt. Kareem Hunt's yeah. value went up as part of a tandem with Nick Chubb. Yep. Right? Zeke is older. Like, Tony Pollard... Tony Pollard clearly took that job. Zeke has two rushing titles, by the way. Just Had. so you... Just to put that out there. Had. Yes, Had. I'm just saying Saquon has none. He's got none. Saquon has none. Absolutely, he does not. Now, the reason why the franchise, the reason why the franchise tag works in this case is that it's the average of the top five at your position, and that's why the Giants put it on him rather than paying out the nose, right? Because right? it was either him or Daniel Jones. Right. Now, one year at the average of the top five position at quarterback, right? You're looking at 52, 50. Yeah, no. Daniel Jones is going to get 40 anyway. So, like, if you're going to build around, if you're going to to make one of these guys the centerpiece of your franchise, and you think it's the quarterback, then you had to pay the quarterback. As far as... As far as I'm concerned, they're both question marks, but... It makes more sense financially to do what the Giants did. Now he may not agree, and frankly, you know, it, it's that's fine. But he still, for his career, he only is averaging 4.5 yards per attempt. Right? He is. He's only played 60 games. He's missed quite a bit of time. 
he had 20, he had 10 touchdowns last year, 29 for his career. So the production's been decent, right? Not number two overall pick good. No. Now, part of that is injury. And then the other part is that the Giants were fucking terrible. It's a little from column A, a little from column B. Franchise tag would pay him 10 mil. Franchise tag is going to pay him, you know, it's going to, it's going to pay him a fine amount for a year, Mm -hmm. right? You rebuild your value. They tag you again. You go from there, right? Kirk Cousins. How many times did Kirk Cousins get tagged? Yeah, three or four times. Three or four times. And then led to a fully guaranteed contract with Minnesota that Minnesota regrets every day. Right. (laughs) But the NFL would never, no one would do that. Absolutely not. Now, the Dalvin Cook thing, like, I I heard that that the Giants would try and kind of gauge Cook's interest in order to see maybe you force Saquon's hand by bringing in Dalvin Cook. Dalvin Cook ain't coming in for $5 million. He's not. He's on record saying he's not coming in for $5 million. And do I really want Dalvin Cook who gets injured as frequently as Saquon does. Mm-hmm. It's all it's a lot of nagging nonsense injuries with Dalvin Cook. Yeah, but Z the difference here, right, for Dalvin Cook is he is a free agent mm-hmm. and he doesn't really have a he doesn't have a lot of choices in my opinion. That's right? just my opinion. So when he comes in, he may come in for five million dollars, but I'm sure there'll be incentives, right? And for him, it's a showcase year. It's like, look, I can still play. Look what I could do. And he will be highly motivated to stay healthy. And he could do everything that Saquon can do. I mean, he could be as motivated as he wants to be to stay healthy. He's not going to. Like, Alvin, you know, Dalvin Cook is injury prone. Plain and simple. Like, he gets hurt. It's what he does. Hmm. Now, Zeke, age is working against him. Like if he's going into a situation, he's going into it knowing that he's going to be a handcuff for somebody, or he's going to be in a timeshare. Like these are different situations than Saquon Barkley. Like Saquon, you think he's just about entering his prime, and he ran like he was entering the prime. Like he was running last year, and he was playing like he was ready to go. Now, sitting at the season is not happening. Who was the last guy to say out of the season? Le'Veon Bell. We both agreed that that was a stupid move. And then, of course, who goes and signs him after he sits out for a year? The, pe- the team that the team that majors in stupid. <laughs> they majored in stupid. So, I think the teams around the league realize that. We're not we're not making that same mistake. So it wouldn't benefit either side for it wouldn't benefit anybody for Saquon to sit out this year. So you come in now when you come in is the question, right? Do you do you possibly like let this linger? You know, let the let the Giants twist in the wind, like week two, week three, and then they'll back up the Brinks for you. Like strategically, like you run the risk of alienating the fan base, but at the same time, it proves your work. 
So it's it's interesting to see how much hardball these guys want to play. Because if they do want to play hardball, like you're able, if you can stomach it, go for it. But the franchise tag, like the franchise tag, is going to be the easiest way to get this job done. Because the negotiations are going to be even more contentious, and it's not going to end well for Saquon or the Giants. The longer this goes, you're just going to keep. You're just going to poison that well. Step outside of your safe area and make a statement without saying much with FCK Clout Lifestyle Apparel. Embrace the colorful chaos and stay emotionally regulated in their hoodies, snapbacks, graphic tees, accessories, and more. Season 3 merch is up now. Get it while you can. Go to fckclout.com and get all of your needs from men and women. That's fckclout.com. The wheel route. All right, boys and girls, it is back. It is time for the wheel route. We spin a wheel, and whatever topic it lands on is what we discuss. Are you ready, Dave? Ready. Let's do this. All right, here we go. Peter Laviolette was hired as the head coach of the New York Rangers. Is this the guy that will take the blue shirts over the top? Hmm. I like it. I like it. I actually wanted to run through a wall when they got him. I like the guy. However, <laughs> the issue I have with the Rangers right now is they got a lot of big names, and I don't think they have a lot of heart. They're missing that zook, you know? They're missing that, like, heart player who goes out there every night and just makes the right play, and they're, they're missing that guy. And that's what I think is missing from this team. They do like the hire, like the direction, just like the last coach, I had no problem with. I had no problem with Gallant. I had no problem with him. So I have no problem with this guy. He's a bit of a douche, but I like. I like. I like the direction they're going here. Well, from this, from the X's and O's standpoint, Peter Laviolette is going to prove to be a better head coach than Gerard Gallant. Peter Laviolette will make the in-game adjustments. Gerard Gallant did not. He would constantly rotate his lines but did not make any additional adjustments and you're right there is an element of grit toughness tenacity that was missing from this team you know Jacob Truba can't do it for everybody mm-hmm. and he you know they yeah. definitely relied heavily again on skill 
You bring in Tarasenko. You bring in Patrick Kane, albeit a compromised Patrick Kane, to go with Artemi Panarin, to go with Zibanejad. Zibanejad and Kreider disappeared at the end of the, the series. So, it needs to come down to a system. You need to build the system, build the culture. There's a lot of things that are going to happen this year. It's a make or break for Lafreniere. It's a make or break for Capococco. Filipino needs to keep going. He was fantastic. He needs to keep progressing. Keandre Miller needs to develop into a top flight defenseman. It's a, it's a make or break for several of the young Rangers. At this point, the vets are who they are. Peter Laviolette has gone into locker rooms before, and he's gotten veteran buy-in. So this is something that is not foreign to him, right? He did it in Nashville. He did it in Philly. He did it in Washington. He did it in Carolina. This is what he does. So it's as good a move as any. Tweaks need to be made to the roster. They need the mix of grit and skill. Like it needs it needs to be both. It can't be one or the other. It's gotta be both. Here we go. Number two, number two, number two. With his French Open win, has Novak Djokovic cemented himself as the greatest men's tennis player? Ever. I mean, it's hard to argue. It's hard to argue against it, right? I think he has something like 94 career titles. Mm-hmm. He's 1,058 and 210. He's done everything there is to do. So, yeah, I think he is the best in of our time. I think he's better than Federer. Um, I haven't seen anybody give him a hard time. Yeah, I'm with it. I mean, it's between Djokovic and Nadal, right? Like yeah. Federer, he has twenty. Oh, he has twenty. Good. He's okay. He's okay. Now, if you look at it, right, Federer, with the exception of the French Open, he only had one French Open. So. He, it was very evenly distributed among the other Grand Slams, right? He had six Australians, eight Wimbledons, five U.S. Opens. Djokovic has ten Australians, right? Even if you take away those ten Australians, he has 13 Grand Slam events. That's pretty darn good. Now, contrast that with Rafael Nadal's dominance at Roland Garros. Right? He has 14 career French Open wins. You take away those 14 French Open wins, he only has eight career in the other Grand Slam events. So, Joker definitely has the edge in terms of overall performance. But, this is a very loaded list, right? Because then you're talking about guys like Pete Sampras, you're talking about Bjorn Borg, Rod Laver, Andre Agassi, Jimmy Connors, Yvonne Lendl. You have, like, these guys got lapped 
got left by Djokovic, Nadal, and Federer. Now, Labor, Labor's kind of the exception to the rule because he turned pro and they banned him from events. Because at the time, tennis was reserved for amateurs. So who knows what that number would have been if they let Rod Laver play. Now, unfortunately, I've never had I never had the, pre- the pleasure of seeing Rod Laver play. But I've seen Djokovic play. And he's a douchebag. Like, we, I think we can all agree that he's a douchebag. Based on just the way he, the way he treats people, the way he has this his smug attitude. About, yes, he has this sense of entitlement about him. Like he thought that the state of New York, he thought the United States of America was going to kowtow to him because he wanted to come play in the U.S. Open. No, that's not how this works. So he's a Hall of Fame asshole, but he is also very talented. Now, greatest of all time, he's in the conversation. He's in, he's in the conversation. But Nadal is up there. Federer is up there. And really to each your own, right? It's a, it's a question of taste. Now, growing up in the mid-90s, Sampras was my guy. Sampras and Agassi. Like, those were the guys that you... Those are the guys that you were following. Those are the guys that you wanted to emulate. So, they, those guys hold a special place in my heart anyway but if we're just talking straight numbers and straight dominance he's still going like Djokovic didn't retire like he's still going after this event and I'm sure there will be more to come Stanford's Quinn Matthews, 156 pitch complete game against Texas. Gutsy effort or stupid? I think it's gutsy. I don't have a problem with it. I mean, baseball is so fluky. Like, you don't you don't know if you're ever going to make it to the big leagues. You don't know if you're ever going to make it on a team. You, you, you don't know. I say enjoy every moment you can. You play baseball because you love it. If he wanted to stay in, he wanted to compete, help his team win a, war, a college World Series, have at it, Haas. Happy for the kid. Now, I think it's stupid on the part of the manager, right? Who knows how long it's going to take for this kid to recover? And you're in the College World Series. You, you qualify. You're in. Have you just ruined your own chances at winning the College World Series because you went balls to the wall to get there? That remains to be seen. But 156 pitches, that is something of a bygone era, correct? Like, you're, you're thinking about it from, like, a, a Warren Spawn, an Al Leiter. Like, those guys would routinely... Like, and think nothing of it. Like, Al Leiter was just getting warmed up at 150. <laughs> but for your for your Al Leiters and your Warren Spawns, you have Kerry Wood. And that is what gives you pause. Because Kerry Wood was abused in high school. He was his arm was abused. Yeah, but you're school. not you're not trying to say because of what he did in high school is why his career faltered in pros you're not making that connection are you 
I'm saying that he was already damaged goods by the time he got to the big. Oh, come on. We've seen it. Didn't he, like, strike out, like, 20 people in a, in a Major League Baseball game? Something crazy like that? And then he was done the next week. Okay. So, yeah. So, his arm... You only have so many bullets. And to waste it now is silly. I think a and lot more... I think it a lot. speaks to... It speaks to coaching. And specifically the inability to think about big picture. I think right? some people got it and some people don't. I mean, look at David Wells, man. That guy could just pitch. He could just pitch. He can get drunk the night before and go out there and pitch. What was the thing I sent you recently with Nolan Ryan? 41 starts and pitched 332 innings in 1974. Jacob Jagram and Chris Sale have combined for just 362 innings since 2020. Like it's just some people just can pitch. Look at Bumgarner. Look at the look at the World Series run he had, where he was coming out of the bullpen. He's starting games. Randy Johnson and Kurt Schilling, same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But look at Madison Bumgarner now. He's out of baseball at 33. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. Like it, it's one of those things that. But are we are we attributing that to what happened in high school? Are we attributing that to that happened in college? Are we attributing that to what happened in the majors? In his case, he did it in the majors. Some guys don't make it. I think a lot of think of a lot of it has to go into how you take care of your body, and how you have to over time change the way you pitch. Like, yeah, I think some players can pitch the way they did at 19, the same way they pitched at 34. Uh, like Roger Clemens, Greg Maddox, uh, those guys. But then there are other guys that have to learn how to pitch differently. El Duque did that. Um, Verlander did that. You got guys like DeGrom that think they can throw 100 miles per hour for th- three or four straight innings. Dude, you, that, that's not real. You've been in the league for over 13 years. You can't just do that. I think I think a lot of it has to do with how you change. Like As a pitcher, you have to graduate over time and realize there are things you can do and there are things you can't do anymore. And if you try to keep playing, being the player you were at 19, when you're 27, 28, nah, man, it ain't gonna work. You gotta figure you gotta figure out how, different ways to get people out. You know, um, so I don't, I don't, I don't attribute it to that. I mean, yes, in some cases, sure, absolutely, but I don't. I think everybody's different. Every case is different, and I'm not gonna. You know this 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 kid may never have this kind of stage again, and you're gonna you're not gonna take that away from him, especially if everybody's on board with it. His parents are on board with it. He's on board with it. I'm on board with it. Let's go. You don't want to do it? I'm not gonna. You know, I'm gonna. I'm not gonna force you to. Are you in need of air care maintenance or service? I have the company for you. Air Care Technicians. They service the Westchester and Northern Bronx area and can help you with all your heating and cooling maintenance and service needs. Just give them a call at 914-315-1547. Again, that's 914-315-1547. Or shoot them an email at aircaretechnicians at gmail.com. These guys are the real deal as they are veteran-owned, 
licensed and insured. Make sure to tell them that DNZ sent you. The Fade Store presents the Alleged Superstar of the Week Award. You know what time it is. It's time for the Alleged Superstar of the Week. You know how it goes. We put up a poll on our Twitter account at DNZ, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote, and you vote. And the winner of said vote gets a shout-out on this year's show and the Coveted Ash Trophy. And do you know who took home the Coveted Ash Trophy last week, D? I don't. Jay Monahan and the PGX. He's actually really sick right now. I think, he's, I think he's in the hospital. He took a leave of absence. He took a is it leave. because he, he knew he was going to win this award today? I think so. I, I think so. I think he knew it was coming, so he had to get out of Dodge. But you know what? That was last week. This is this week. Who are your nominees for Alleged Superstar of the Week? Oh, Z. I got a couple of your Mets on here this week. Don't think I don't know you didn't want to talk about them on the show today. So first up, we've got your boy Max Scherzer. Last night pitching against the Yankees. I don't think he realizes that the New York Yankees are a division rival. We're not a division rival. They're a they're a hometown rival of the New York Yankees. Uh, we got 3.1 innings pitched, seven hits, six earned runs, two Ks, and two home runs. Thanks, Max. We'll take it from here. <laughs> Max Scherzer, you are my alleged superstar of the week. Number two, your shortstop, Francisco Lindor. All right, Frenchie, we got bases loaded, one out. You're up against Claim Holmes. Go get him. And he strikes out. <laughs> oh, man. Bases loaded. Score is 7-6, bottom of the eighth, and you can't get a pop fly to the outfield, man, against Clay Holmes. Again, what a waste. Francisco Lindor, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last one, I've got the 29,000 A's fans that showed up last night. I don't know what you guys were trying to stage, but you were too late. Enjoy the dubs across the street while you can. Sorry, I'm not sorry. A's fans at the game last night. You are my alleged superstars of the week. What do you got, Z? Good choices. I mean, the Mets are what the Mets are. Oh, so. okay. Leave that for next week. So, is that is that I'm, ship is that ship sinking? Is it on fire? What's going on with that ship? It was built on starting pitching, and the starting pitching is not delivered. That is the key. Now, the offense is pressing as well. Not having Pete Alonso definitely hurts. Jeff McNeil is try- is doing his darndest. Like Marte is up and down this year. He's not uh, he's not having the year that <laughs> he had last year. Marte has eight extra base hits all season. Exactly. Now, Lindor is delivering the power. The power is there. Average is not. <laughs> was Nimmo it 216? Was doing two, it was at 212 last time I checked. Brilliant. But Nimmo's having a decent year. Except for that fly ball. 
<laughs> what the hell happened there? <laughs> Got lost in the lights. It happens. Oh shit. So the bullpen is atrocious. So <laughs> this dude games, comes ten, in from the bullpen. Ten doesn't games. even wait. This dude, I think Drew Smith is something. Drew Smith. He comes in from the bullpen. Just we get to throw a pitch. Gets thrown out of the game and give it a ten game span. What the fuck, dude? <laughs> what the hell? Functional world was like, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I don't know. And then he begins, then he shakes hands with everybody on his team before he goes to the dugout. Why would you Try- do that? Why would you wipe it on their hands? It worked for Joe Musgrove. Oh, it worked for Greasy Joe. Greasy so why? Joe. It worked for Greasy Joe. So why not? But the Mets are the Mets are a little fish in this. They're a little something. Yeah. I'm starting with Conor McGregor. Oh you God! That's right. How do you? <laughs> This ripped from the files of it's still real to me, damn it. <laughs> Connor McGregor KO'd the Heat mascot. For real. One work punch, and then he finished him. Sent the guy to the hospital. What the fuck, Connor? Are you back on the sauce? You back on the Yayo? What happened? It, it was supposed to be a show. It was just supposed to be a show. Let him up, let him up. Let him up. He's not Jose Alba. It's not Nate Diaz. Let him up. Conor McGregor, you are my alleged superstar of the week. The Rock. His terrible, horrible, no good, very bad week. He's out of Black Adam, right? There no The sequels are drying up. Young Rock got canceled. He lost 60 million bucks on the XFL. He might need to go wrestle Roman Reigns at next year's WrestleMania. Dude is hemorrhaging money right now. Rock, you are my alleged superstar of the week. And last but not least, Toronto Raptors for hiring the assistant coach of the Memphis Grizzlies to fill your vacant head coaching position. You really think that putting this guy in charge of your team is a hot idea? For one, who knows who he is? That's for one. Number two, this guy couldn't rein in John Morant. You really think he's got you know, what it takes to be head coaching material? I'm not so sure. But you appear to be in a rebuild. So maybe that's exactly what you need. A nobody head coach. Toronto Raptors, you are my alleged superstar of the week. I think we've made our piece. We've made our cases. Go to our Twitter account at FadeRobDNZ and vote and vote and vote and vote. And for our nominees. Just do better, boys. Just do better. Do you love brownies? 
Of course you love brownies. But you know what's better than a brownie? A delicious, handcrafted, gourmet brownie delivered right to your doorstep. That's what our guys at Sweet Life Brownie Co. offer. Chef Tommy D and the crew offer a dozen delicious delights that you will crave. From the classic OB to Dutch Apple to Campfire S'mores and many more. Check out their website, SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, for their Friday brownie drops. At noon, their site goes live and you see what they're making. Since you're there, become a site member and earn points. You earn 50 points just by signing up. Make sure you follow them on Instagram and Facebook too, at SweetLifeBrownie underscore co, for the latest updates and their latest releases and creations. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com. Give them a call, 845-641-3043, and tell them D&Z sent you. That's SweetLifeBrownieCo.com, 845-641-3043. Sweet Life Brownie Co., because there's always room for a brownie. Order up! We continue with our position-by-position breakdown of Major League Baseball. We are now at shortstop. It is time for us to order up. Order up, order up. The top five shortstops in Major League Baseball from five to one. Who you got, D? All right, so I wrote this down, and then I had to rewrite it because the more I looked at it, I was like, wow, I, I really jacked this up, so... This is what I got. And number five, I got Dansby Swanson. It's not just because he's a former Brave. I, he's an elite defender, doesn't miss games, and he walks a lot. He's on my fantasy team. I like him. Number four is Xander Bogarts. Now, listen, I don't have anything to back this up. He's actually having it down here. But he's he's actually, I, in my opinion, he's a very good hitter. He's an outstanding fielder. Uh, if I was starting a team, I would not have a problem for him being my shortstop. Number three is an easy one for me. It's Trey Turner, and he probably would be higher on this list if he was having a better year, but the guy could run, he could slide, he could hit. Uh, he he's, he's just, every year, he's just one of the best hitters in the league in all of baseball, not just in short, of shortstops. Uh, so I got Trey Turner at three. Number two, I got Wander Franco. Um, 3.7 war, 827 OPS, 292 batting average, amazing fielder, young guy. I think his future is extremely bright um, with whatever team he, he, he plays for. And number one surprised me. It's it's really, it's Corey Seager. Corey Seager is the best shortstop in baseball. He's a power hitter, 1.044 OPS, 357 batting average, 21, uh, 2.1 war, World Series MVP, three-time All-Star, and LCS MVP. I don't think he gets much better than Corey Seager. What do you got, Z? I know you're going to have Lindor. Can, I know you can have Lindor on your list. You're actually not going to have Lindor on this oh, list because oh, he's, wow. he's, he's having a down year. But show me a shortstop who's having a good year. There's two. Correa. Correa. <laughs> 217. No, he's awful. 
though he's all, yeah. that was a joke no i know it was but like no the joke is the offensive production from shortstop yeah, you know it's it's ridiculous. Trey Turner's hitting two forty something on the season. Crazy. So you know Ahmed Rosario's hitting two thirty. It's very difficult to find. Or you know Mr. Bichette, right? He was supposed to be one of the next ones, but instead he's just a guy. Brandon Crawford's hitting two oh five. So it's very difficult to go out there and say with a degree of certainty that yes this is you know that this is going to be a uh, you know a quality player which is why it's not that it's not that unreasonable for Lindor to be on this list he at least has double digit home runs he can hang his hat on something but I mean in terms of complete package I'm going to go with Trey Turner at five the batting average isn't there. He's got 11 steals, seven homers. It's been a rough adjustment to Philly. But the track record is there that he'll adjust and he'll do what he needs to do. Number four, I'm going to go with Xander Bogarts. Right, Xander Bogarts having a solid year 259 7 23 ribbies six steals you know ops 741 you know it's okay there it's it's not the best but it gets the job done you know and in a down year like you can shine like that number three i'm gonna go with your boy swanson mallory pew's husband He's, you know, he's not wilting under the contract like you you thought he might. Yeah. But he is, you know, he's solid. He's not a he's not a superstar. He's not overly spectacular. But he plays every day. Dude plays. He's a total package. Like he'll give you a full and complete performance 257 six homers 742 OPS 27 ribbies almost a three war he's bringing some veteran presence to a young team and he's kind of guiding them through the wilderness number two is Wander Franco 292 8 827 OPS 32 ribbies 22 steals plays really good defense a little too much of the hot dog Right? He's got a lot of mustard on that hot dog. But when you're that talented, it's not surprising that you're going to do that. And number one, by far this year, is Corey Seager. Like he's living up to his contract. He's living up to what the Rangers thought he was going to do when they got him from the Dodgers. 357, 835 ribbies, 1,044 OPS. He's slugging 629. What more can you say? It is such... It's such a level between Seager and Franco. From one to two, there's a precipitous drop. And then from two to... Then from two to everybody else, it is catastrophic. So, you know, shortstops in general, you've got to pick up your play here. You have to pick up your play because 
this is kind of embarrassing. It's kind of embarrassing that Trey Turner, with his down of a year as he's having, is able to crack this top five. But kudos to Corey Seager and Wander Franco. They are the shining lights among the dreck that is shortstop in Major League Baseball. This has been the Fade Route with DNZ. Thanks for tuning in tonight. Catch our podcast on Wednesday night on iTunes, iHeartRadio, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcast. So until next time, stay faded, everyone. Time for us to run the go wrap, but we'll talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to this episode of our podcast. If you like what you heard and want to hear more, be sure to like and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Rate us five stars. Leave us a review. Turn on subscription notifications and tell your friends. Spread the word. Spread it wide.